Hello all, this is JC3 from Is This Real? Do you want to start your own podcast? Then look no further than Buzzsprout.com. We here at Green Hour Media use Buzzsprout, and we love the team at Buzzsprout. They are all about helping you succeed. Buzzsprout gets your show listed in every major podcast platform. Follow the link in our show notes to let Buzzsprout know that we sent you. It gets you a $20 paid Amazon gift card if you sign up with a paid plan and help support our show. Join us and over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout.com to get your message out to the world. From the Keith Mizzichello Studios in Patterson, New Jersey, Green Hour Media proudly presents Is This Real? Tonight's Season 10 opener. We're going to start it with the Boston bombing. What happened? Is it what they say? We'll talk about it. And now your host, JC3. Who wants better sex? And who wants better sex starting now? The best way to get started is go to adamandeve.com. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just any item. But that's not all. When you select your one item, you will also get three bonus items. That includes a gift for him, a special gift for her, and a gift you'll both like. Plus six free movies. For your viewing pleasure and free shipping. There is discreet shipping as your privacy is priority. Plus 100% free shipping on your entire order. Doesn't matter how much you spend or what you buy. It will all be packaged and sent discreetly for free. Don't wait. Better Sex is just one click away. That's 50% off one item, three free gifts, six free movies, and free shipping. Bring more pleasure and satisfaction to your bedroom. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy or anything you desire. Just enter code QUESTION at checkout. That's QUESTION, Q-U-E-S-T-I-O-N at adamandeve.com. This exclusive offer is specific to this podcast only. So be sure at checkout you punch in the code QUESTION. That is Q-U-E-S-T-I-O-N at checkout and get your 50% off one item, 10 free gifts, and free shipping. Remember, use code QUESTION. Also remember to listen to Is This Real every Sunday at 8 o'clock with new episodes starting July 16th. Remember, everybody, question everything and put that question at the end of your checkout. AdamandEve.com <laughs> Welcome, 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 everybody, to another fantastic season of Is This Real? Is Is This this Real? Tonight's season opener, as Big Joe said at the beginning, we are talking about the Boston bombing, everybody. But welcome to uh, season 10, and welcome to our first episode of season 10. So, we have Big Joe to start off the new season. Big Joe, say hello to everybody. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our program. Cito, say hello to everybody. Hola. Mr. West, Mr. West is in the building. Yo. That's so sad. Uh, Rody, Roadblock, say hello. Hey, yo, yo, what's going on, everybody? We have the Pope himself behind ah, us. Ah, we're the Pope. I'm yeah. in a season of this. And we have me, uh, JC3, Jesus Christ. And we're just starting this off all, all, all crazily. Okay, Anthony, thank you for being here. Um, 
So always your pleasure, Joey. Always your pleasure. Season ten, guys. Uh, as we ended last season on a really good note, on uh, you know the Satanic Panic with uh, Mr. West, uh, Big Joe, and myself. It was a really good episode, and I felt uh, really got some stuff out. You know, um, so this season we are more not. I mean, Boston Mommy is not an up to date topic, but more just topics in general. You know, it's more we're getting back to conspiracy theories of the government, you know, just the U S government, the U S government. And that's why, you know, it's, that's why it's so, uh, uh, what would this, uh, be like the red, white, and blue theme is all around. You know, we have the big U S flag in the back, you know, it's very patriotic America, America. Um, so what does everybody remember about the Boston bombing? That's my first question. Everybody. And like, what do you remember? What do you remember? What you're doing? Stuff like that. I think Big we school. Uh, well, do, what I do remember was I was at work and uh, listening to news. They broke in and said it was uh, two bombs went off at the end of the Boston Marathon. Uh, at that point, there was a scramble. Nobody knew what was going on. Um, nobody knew that, you know, anything. This could be a bomb. It could be something, you know, uh, natural or whatever. Um, and for the next two or three days, I do recall that all they were doing were looking at footage from the area until they pinpointed on the uh, the two Zarnea brothers, and they were carrying backpacks. And you know, one frame frame they weren't carrying backpacks, so they narrowed them into that. And then, uh, what most notably stands out in my mind was the uh, was uh, uh, Dokahar Zarnara, the younger brother, escaping, running over his brother after he got shot. And then basically leading the entire Boston area um, on a um, on a you know like a manhunt, man hunt. yeah. Mm-hmm. And in what, what I took out of it at the time, and I believe if this was a conspiracy, I don't know, but if it was something that was a false flag, to me the way it was carried out, it was teaching everybody to stay in your house, don't get involved, um, shutting down the entire city shutting down Watertown, the whole, everything. And if they could do that, you know, and that, who knows, was that a test run for something further? That's just, you know, be me being me, I'm okay, going to go there. Okay, okay. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll get to, because I have a whole page of just outlining this conspiracy theory. Sito, what do you remember about that? Thing? I was 10. You don't remember a lot, do you? I was 10. Okay, that's fine. Mr. West? Were we, weren't we in video production when this happened? I believe we were, yes. So I, you and I are going to have the same probably memory. I I barely remember anything from that day. Uh, I'll be I'll be honest with you, high school is really a blur for me right now, man. I mean, you were high most of the time, right? <laughs> no, I didn't start getting high until after high school. Okay, I'm sorry. You're right. If you remember high school, you really weren't there. That's... Yeah. Okay. Uh. All right. Uh. Roadblock. Damn. So I was just naturally high off of life. <laughs> and I was just. Hey, I saw that sad I was Eric on, video. I was, I was on, that was brilliant. I'm sorry. I was on fucking autopilot. Go check out the sad Eric video. I was Green on autopilot those fucking four years. That 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 video, man. I got done I watching that. I needed a box of tissues. That was I really. Remember, I don't remember that. I don't remember a lot of fucking high school, man. I really All right. don't. Roadblock. I don't um, care for it. Honestly, I don't remember much. I just remember someone telling me there was a bombing. A bomb went off. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's literally about as much as I can remember. And then the only thing I know I do remember is I never got to find out who was in first place. Okay. Uh, Anthony? My Pope, Tony? I'm sorry, you mean who? you were more concerned who won the marathon? <laughs> yes. You're not just going to breeze past that. 
Were you gambling on the winner? Like, I had ten bucks. I don't know what to tell you. Josh, were you involved? No. You saw someone else was gonna come out in first. You're like, fuck it, pull it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was at. Um, I know exactly where I was because uh, I got into an argument like on the spot. I was at the radio station I used to work at in college, and uh, I wasn't even like I don't even think I was supposed to be there. I was there just to hang out. Like it was like downtime for me. And all of a sudden, we caught news, because we're a radio station, we got news first, right? Mm -hmm. So we caught news that it would happen, we immediately turned on the TV, and I said this, I was like, this is, like, they said it was bombs that went off, I'm like, this is a terrorist act. And there was a guy standing next to me, who tried to play the PC route, he was like, you think they're Muslim just because bombs went off? I'm like, dude, I didn't say fucking Muslim. I said they were terrorists. Who's the racist now, asshole? And he looked at me, and he's like, I'm like, no, don't assume shit. Someone planted a bomb. People are dead. That's a terroristic act. I don't give a fuck what religion or what color you are. Stop being a dickhead. So then we start. We kept watching it. Well, these guys were Russian, weren't they? Yeah, I believe they were Russian. I don't fucking remember. But yeah, like, he immediately assumed, like, I said terrorist, so he equated it with Muslim. Like, that's not the, the not. fuck wrong with you. So <clears throat> People are going to go there, Anthony. Yeah, I, mean, I know, I know. Yeah. So we were standing there. But he, like, scolded Just me for not. doing that when he was the one who did it. So we were, like, we were in the, yeah, we were in the radio station, and I kept, like, I remember waiting for more. Because I remember being, like, 9-11, like, it was the it was the towers of New York. Yeah. It was Washington. It was Pennsylvania. We kept, like, I kept, for, for Boston. Waiting for like, another shoe to drop. I was waiting for, like, is there another one going off somewhere? Like, I'm waiting to hear that news Yeah, story I think right. you weren't alone there. Everybody saw the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Because, again, with 9-11, every five minutes, it was updating and changing. You didn't know what the hell was going on. Right, right, right. With this, you're like, okay, two bombs went off, and then that's it? It was kind of anticlimactic at the time. You're like, there's got to be something <laughs> more. So well, I'm, I'm trying you to say people, people were literally it? frozen. We're Americans. Show us more. Frozen in terror that no one understood. I mean, you're looking now. It's a, Now it's 11 years past 9-11. It was kind of quiet. And all of a sudden, this happened. So I'm gonna steal, I mean, I'm gonna it's steal nine from, years past this now. I'm going to steal this from Joshua uh, from Roblox here. Like Nine years. Two bombs. That's it. Those are rookie numbers. <laughs> you got to pump the numbers up in this racket. It was 2014 well, that this happened? 2013, 2013 April 13th. Sorry, well, how, tax day, April 13th. How soon afterwards? So it's, it's literally, it, this it this event is as old as how long have we been out of yeah, high school? Yeah, it's a little over 10 years now. Yeah, this was the day after my birthday, so this was not like last fireworks, some explo- you know, celebration for me. All right. Um, <laughs> you look, self-centered dick. Here's a question for you, Dad. How soon was this? Before Seaside Bomb went off, because weren't they related somehow or no? No, they weren't related, but just um, a weird coincidence. Th- there was something to do. I don't, again, I the Seaside bombing is kind of like a blur because it was kind of like hushed under the rug. Nothing local, happened. Local news, right? The, the bomb went off, but it destroyed a fucking garbage can. You know, it could have hurt people. I'm not saying it didn't. It was it's on like a dysf- dysfunction. Okay, it was you know, but it, it didn't really get. I mean, we were in the middle of a presidential election i remember hillary clinton going online and going out there and, and trying to she couldn't even figure out where it was right, right, right. in new jersey somewhere you know so it really didn't mean that much because it didn't i thank god it didn't kill anybody can, can i um, get to where, what i remember shut the fuck up sure. okay i mean I, I was just gonna talk about what i remember oh I, I, you got your own memories go for it i, I mean, mean the only thing i remember about that day is them pumping many bullets into that uh, uh that that the brother. Boat. No, 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 no. The boat. The boat, yeah. It didn't touch the brother. He came out somehow unscathed, unscathed by oh. that. 
he, he, you all. literally had the, how I remember. He said his, he's hiding in the boat. All right, everyone, aim your aim your guns and just unload he's your in clips. The boat. Yeah, it, the boat was Come in the boat. Come on with your hands. It up. was the, the boat was in the backyard of this guy's no. thing. Bah, 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 Everything was quiet on the street. So this guy saw somebody going into the boat. Called the cops and the FBI, and before you know, it was seconds later, you had the you know they they just. They didn't bother going up to the thing. They just unloaded on it. And, I mean, if you saw pictures of that boat, it looked like Swiss cheese. How this guy got out of there without a bullet in his head or in his leg, arm, whatever, I don't know. And I that feels a fire of conspiracy people. Like, all these bullets are bullets and nobody and you didn't get hit. You know, so, and I, mean, I guarantee that boat still sails better than the submarine. Okay, so what we're going to have here, um, <laughs> I have a page that's right here. Is, wow. Uh, what? Oh, what? my God. This sub thing is really, like, you leave crushed rush out of this. Anywho, uh, so I'll just I have a page here. Just let me read it and we'll listen. These are just questions Human about salsa. this was. Uh, OK, so on April 15, 2013, Tamerlan and his younger brother, uh, Zarko, I don't know, Zarkov, just call him D, D Zokar, uh, Zarnev attacked the Boston Marathon. It was one of the worst terrorist attacks on U.S. soil since 9-11 and all the uh, Zarnaevs killed four people and injured hundreds more. 260 more. One of the most intense manhunts in recent history culminated in a violent shootout with the police of Watertown on April 19th. It wasn't really a shootout because he wasn't firing back. Tamerlan was killed in the shootout, which is the older brother. Uh, Zar, uh, Zar D was arrested. Two years later, D was tried on federal terrorism charges. He was found guilty of the bombing and formally sentenced to death. However, four years after the bombing, after a high-profile federal terrorism trial and multiple government investigations, there are still many unanswered questions, particularly about Thammerlan. In this special report, this website said they're, they're going to investigate some of the controversial unanswered questions about Zarnaev. One, was he a federal informant? Two, how does the federal informant program work? Three, how does federal agents uh, agencies recruit... Muslims and other immigrants to become informants. And four, did uh, Tamerlan receive special treatment through this program for his application to become a U.S. citizen? So the theory goes in 2014, D. Zarnaev prepared his defense. His lawyers filed a motion seeking all documents relating to FBI contact with Tamerlan. Why? They believe Tamerlan had been a federal informant. They wrote, we base this information from our client's family and other sources that the FBI made more than one visit to talk with Tamerlan and asked him to be an informant reporting on Chechen and Muslim uh, the communities. Uh, it was the first time that the claim had entered the official record. Now, this is officially what they brought to the courtroom. Uh, the government denied then, and as it does today, that Tamerlan was ever a federal informant. An FBI spokesperson referred... Uh, us back to an October 18, 2013 statement the FBI issued along with the Boston Police and Massachusetts State Police. The statement says law enforcement officials did not know the identities of Zarnaev brothers before the Watertown shootout, and that they were that were uh, that there were never sources for the FBI, nor did the FBI attempt to recruit them as sources. The theory was most recently picked up by an investigation reporter, investigative reporter, Michelle McPhee, in her new book, Maximum Harm, the Zarnaev Brothers, the FBI, and the Road to the Marathon Bombing. 
Uh, Tamerlan Zarnev was the perfect recruit, says McPhee. He had tentacles in the drug world. He spoke multiple languages. He could mix in anywhere. He was tall and handsome. He had an American wife. Here was a guy that really fit was the perfect recruit. This is Tamerlan now or Dzogar? Uh, Tamerlan. That okay. is the older brother. Now, if you remember, if everyone kind of remembers how the Boston Marathon went, like if you look at the security footage that they saw, the older brother you saw, you did see, he was wearing the sunglasses, he was wearing the hat down, he had the coat on, the backpack on, he was walking through like hopefully no one sees him. If you look at the younger brother, motherfucker looked like he was in Disney World. He was staring like this. He was looking at the cameras like this. He didn't look like he was in incognito. I'll be honest. Like, if you really look at all the footage, he the failed, older he brother... Failed, he failed Black Ops oper- He failed Black Ops class. Yes, yeah, the, the older brother looked like he was an operative. He looked like he was just there to go under the radar. Plant when he needed to plant, and then... We'll be back after a quick break. I'm Howard Dory. And I'm Jess Dory. And we host Plotting Through the Presidents. We take deeply researched, deeply irreverent dives into the myths, mysteries, and scandals of the men and women who shaped America. Join us as we dive deep into topics like... The undeniable ribs of Aaron Burr. The what now? And the odd feeding habits of everyone's favorite founder... John, John Adams? Adams? Subscribe and follow Plotting Through the Presidents now to plot along with us. Find out more at plodpod.com. Be gone. Someone skip a tutorial. The younger brother was literally. I'm telling you, look, go look at the go look at the pictures. This is this is the definition of when you skip a tutorial at the beginning of the game. All right, so exactly. Now you what, what you're insinuating is that these guys were both working for the FBI. No, no, no. The older brother Tamerlan. was working for the FBI. Based okay. off of what is the question? I do remember that. at that time this was being kicked around before, you know. But was my it, question to that a, was, if he was an informant, why is he dead? Why did oh, he get? Wasn't this guy why the same he... one related? Or, I'm sorry to cut you off. Wasn't he the same one related to the guy that shot up the, the movie theater in Colorado? No, 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 no. no, no. Someone different? Oh, okay. No, no, the guy that was related to the dude in Colorado was the guy that uh, supposedly killed the people in Sandy Hook. Oh, okay. So, yeah. and their fathers worked together. Um, I forgot the CIA, the CIA was yeah. for. Now the uh, you kill the informant that way. There's no second story. And you no sense. control the narrative. And so he's going to be else. running, though? I mean, see, this is what I don't understand. He, if he's an informant, wouldn't it be easier for him to like, go back to the, to the, you know, to his superiors? Then they kill him like that? Well, my or my is question guy, is, it's, it's... No, you need a boogeyman. Well, it's not, not like, exactly. It's, it goes to the same thing of why we all think Oswald was definitely an informant. He did work for the government. Oh, it came out years later that Oswald did have CIA security clearance. Then and he why, was... did, why, did, why didn't he do the same thing? Why did Oswald run? Oswald didn't run. Oswald only ran. Well, you know what? Maybe you're right. Oswald only ran when it came out that he did it. No, when oh, they were looking oh. for when they were looking some for somebody on the 22nd, right after that day. Well, he knew he was in trouble at the at the school books depository. Exactly. Okay. Even though he could prove that he was on the second floor having lunch. That's that, that's that's. Let's leave that for November. I know, but but that's no, what right, that's what that's I'm saying. Point. It's like. Everyone saw him. They, 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 again, uh, to me, I remember this correctly. They didn't sit there and say, well, it's not like it was a three day, uh, like, uh, uh, like they knew instantly that who, who did it. They're tracking. These are our suspects. Not that they, we, we know exactly they did it. 
but these are our suspects and this is like they knew that within like two days yeah exactly because I mean unless they knew it and they were just trying to play play the game and Look, if you sit if this there comes and they, to, if, they burn all the records that he was, if he was an informant. If this is supposed from the FBI, look at what we're going through now. This The FBI is just, there's some good people that work at the FBI, but for the most part, the FBI, to me, they just are just a horrible organization. Okay, they get away with much, much too much. And, you know, let's not forget, it was founded by a fucking, a cross-dressing scumbag, you know, back in, the, you know, the okay. early 50s. All right, so I'm going to finish this last little part. That's and then... right, defund the police. No. And then we'll sit there and clean up the police. Well, I'm going to go through this last place. little part and then we're going to sit there and go to our first break. Uh, McPhee, uh, the person who wrote this book, is an Emmy nominated investigator, uh, investigative journalist for ABC News. She also is a former AM talk radio host and some uh, a controversial columnist. But McPhee has also deep resources within local law enforcement, a network she's developed after years of working at the Boston Herald as police bureau chief for the New York Daily News. In Maximum Harm, McPhee gathers a constellation of law enforcement sources. You good there, buddy? Fine. Uh, McPhee gathers a constellation of law enforcement sources and new evidence that lead her to a startling allegation. She believes federal authorities offered to help Zarnaev become a U.S. citizen in exchange for being an informant, meaning you help us, we help you. Uh, Zarnaev desperately wanted be, wanted citizenship in 2010. He was featured in a magazine article titled Will Box for Passport, an Olympic Drive to Become a United States Citizen. Why is that a thing? What? Every time there's a mass shooting or, or like there's a suspect wanted at large, they're always featured in something of... It, it doesn't have to be huge. But it was like, oh, yes, he was featured on the school. Like, the guy who was a suspect of the Idaho Four murders, like, mm-hmm. he was a part of some article that was written. And, like, his picture was in it. This guy was with the boxing thing. It Like, I've noticed a trend. It's like, it's like people who do these heinous crimes, like, oh, yeah, they were such a nice person, and they were featured in this article. I don't mean shit. I understand. <laughs> my, point, my point is, like, is I really don't mean weird? shit, bro. Isn't it just a little weird to me? Like, for me, it's a little weird. It's, well, it's, well you, know what, you know what it is? A part of it is also trying to humanize humanize them, like you know, there were good people and all that in the second, the third. But then people, yeah, but yeah. that, but then there's the next, there's the next level of extreme it's where like, it's just like they do something inhumane, and you just have to, you have to demonize them all, all with everything. There's a very like pop- Hitler. Yeah, I was gonna say there was a very popular thing that was going around for a while online, a very interesting discussion. Uh, it was a video of Hitler, and he was hitting on Ava Braun, like he was, he was flirting with her. And everyone's like, this is making me uncomfortable. This isn't right. Like, this is not. And one person hit on the nail, like, hit the nail on the head. He was like, yeah, it's because you're seeing the guy. It's like, you, you're, it's like he's not the Fuhrer in this video. He's not trying to eliminate and kill millions of people with these radical ideas. He's just a dude hitting on his wife. And, like, that is. I think Jordan Peterson said it best, too, where it's just like a lot of things like that can be mislooked. Because of the fact that you try to take away the hu- the humane part about it, but the the cold the cold truth is that any sort of misdirection, and you could have been that guy too. Well, I mean, there's that, but I mean, I don't I don't think no. anyone are gonna take like have that bad. But day but like, but you know no what? no but no not six going, million of them. No no, but not even going to that or or even or even in the lighter sense where you could go around and say that like any sort of 
like whatever trauma any sure. miss any misdirection and you could have been the motherfucker that was that was pot, uh that was plotting these bombs uh, okay. I, I think it takes well, I think it's several bad days right. in order to get to that <laughs> but, but but again it's also just they right. the, portraying them as like they, oh they were nice people this that, and the third it's going back to the whole humanizing them yeah, they're you're like absolutely they're right. they're, they're well, humans look, at the end of the day the, the only thing I'll, exactly I'll, okay so I'm gonna finish this and then that I'll, makes us feel weird so his younger brother the, the younger brother D was naturalized in 2012 meaning uh, some, he became a citizen yeah he, he okay. was a naturalized citizen. Uh, something that could have intensified Tamerlan's uh, desire for citizenship to become a citizen. Now, granted, I'm looking at the actual, I guess, this, this magazine flyer right here. He's featured right there. He's fighting for Will Box for Passport. So, who knows? But we're going to take a he short... Yeah, knocked the fuck out, too. He did. We're going to take a short little break. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Hey everybody, we're just letting you know that we have new merch in our store. Go to greenhourmediastore.myspreadshop.com, greenhourmedia.org, or the link in the bio for our first ever logo drop. The Cryptid Collection is here. Get your favorite cryptids such as Bigfoot, Mothman, Nessie, the Yeti, or the Jersey Devil on t-shirts, hats, or mugs. You can also get all of our podcast logos on various items as well. Remember, that's greenhourmediastore.com myspreadshop.com greenarrowmedia.org or the link in the bio. New episodes of Is This Real drop Sundays at 8. Question everything. Hello, this is JC3 speaking. If you want to know more about Is This Real podcast and our parent company Green Hour Media, then visit greenhourmedia.org. You can find and follow all of our social media pages through our website. If you love our content, then you can support us by subscribing to our YouTube channel and our Patreon page. Remember, that is greenhourmedia.org. Welcome back to our season debut, season 10 debut episode, uh, The Boston Bombing, and our episode is actually brought to you by Dubby. Go to w.gg, punch in the code is his real PC for all your Dubby products and get 10% off. Uh, so guys, uh, we're you know back with The Boston Bombing. How do what do we think about that first part if you guys actually remember what the hell we were talking about? Come on, let's see how short I your memory. I do actually. You do? Oh. Jokes on you. All right. That's interesting. Thank you. You guys are so helpful. I, I love- well, I mean, listen, you're giving me base facts. I didn't know that there's a possibility that this cocksucker worked for this was a informant for the FBI. That's interesting as hell to me. I didn't hear that angle of it ever. Well, this is what we're, this is what we do as a podcast. We bring out conspiracy theories that people don't think of. Right. Well, I mean, that we didn't think of because obviously people have thought about it. Dad. Um, again, the question. I'm. Research Thank you for there. being here, Dad. I'm um, doing the research, dickhead. Uh, what do you think about the first part, uh, as far as that little tidbit of information about him? You know, will box a passport? Might mm-hmm. be. Uh... It just it just sums it up that you know what the possibilities can be. And again, anytime you're involving a government agency, you know yeah. they're always going to deny. My it. whole thing, my my only question it is definitely has like shades of Oswald. Think think about it though. It does you're absolutely right. Think about this. If they turn around and he said he really wants to be a U.S. citizen and his brother was naturalized in 2012. Right. And he's on a boxing 
magazine will box your passport why would you sit there and say why, why would why, what, what what would go in your head and sit there if i really want to be a person in this country why would i want to go blow something up in it you know for the papers what like like the newspapers i thought well, he wanted I mean, to be a citizen if if oh. if Wrong the page. united states were planning some sort of false flag event what they would never but maybe not as false as you think it would be. Stop. Do I, something I can't believe like this. this. I can't believe this. You would need someone to put the blame on. So you would just say, hey, random guy with who's good looking with these ties to the criminal drug world and can speak all these languages. You're fitting the profile that we need for a patsy. Why? And you want something? You want to be a citizen? A whole, a whole, well, hot shit. Well, this is funny, Dad. Read, Let me see what I can do. For listen you. to this, Dad. Go ahead, go ahead. You want to talk about how the, this this guy might be an Oswald shadow? Yeah, go ahead. Well, it only gets deeper. Now you're talking about Tamerlan here, the older brother. Yes. Okay. The Show younger brother. The younger brother. I don't know about the younger brother, but again, I don't think the younger brother knew what the fuck was going on. I uh, personally, I'm that's not ready to opinion. give him that yet. I'm not. Okay. So on January 21st, 2012, Zarnev, uh, the older brother, Tamerlan. Flew to Russia 15 months before the marathon bombing. Okay. U.S. Customs and Border Patrol agents allowed Zarnev to board his flight without any additional screening, even though a year earlier, uh, Russia intelligence services had issued specific warning about Zarnev to both the FBI and CIA. Those warnings were, Tamerlan is going to come to Russia and join the Jihad. Well, Tamerlan did indeed go to Russia and join the Jihad was there for six months, came back, and breezed through custom despite the fact he was on multiple terror watch lists on this very day. That that literally you could put an Oswald mask on him at that point. Exactly. Okay, because when Lee Oswald renounced his American citizenship, he should have been put on a no-fly zone immediately, um, but he didn't. When he came back with a Russian wife back to the United States, was basically walked through the... the uh, the gates at the airport and taken anywhere he wanted to go. No questions, no debriefing, no nothing. And that doesn't happen. Um, They're not stupid. They let it happen. And when, when you let something like that happen, you got to ask yourself with customs. why. If you have to get, like, like literally, if you have, like, a weird bottle of water, customs will finger you. Like, they're, they're going to sit there. That's all it takes? <laughs> they're going to sit there you and... I don't, have to, I don't have to bring them flowers or take them on a date or nothing? No, just bring a, just bring a bottle sure. with, like, some milky substance, and they're just going to be like, come here. Give me the cheapest ticket and a bottle of water, and I'm having a fun night. You're going you're yeah, to like, like, have a great time. You're going to have uh, a great time. All right, or so in prison. McVie, uh, McPhee also alleges that Zarnev was... Set there to aid counterterrorism operations against Russian Islamic radicals. Mm-hmm. There is no evidence or definitive evidence to back this claim. But there are curious coincidences, such as the fact that Zarnev was recording conversations he had with the family members while in Dagestan. Uh, why, why would he do that, McPhee wonders. There was also a flurry of counterterrorism operations in the region during the same six month period Zarnev was there. There were seven high-level terrorist targets who were killed by Russian Interior Ministry after meeting with the Tamerlan. Uh, after meeting with Tamerlan Zarnev. All right, let me ask you this: the older brother had an American wife, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Has anybody heard from her? I haven't. I don't know. Because I'll tell you why. 
when Lee Oswald was shot and killed. They did uh, interviews with his wife. Okay, what they did, Marina Marina steadfastly said from the beginning, no, the, the this is bullshit. He's not guilty. Um, he didn't know. She didn't know the inner workings of what he was doing, but she but she did know that there was something not right. Come you know a year later after the Warren Commission gets put out, she then changes her story immediately. She comes out. I mean, she was raggedy. She had no money when it first went down. She comes out later. Dressed in, you know, hair's done, makeup's done, clothes Nails done, beautiful hair clothes. done, everything. And did, she said huh? they have too many facts. You know, uh, you know, the facts say that Lee did it, and I have to agree that Lee did it. And then twenty years later she recants that story, goes back to the original story. So somewhere along the line, it seems that somebody got to her, gave her a lot of scratch. Okay, she got remarried, and then I guess when she gets closer to meeting her maker goes right back to what she believes is the truth from the beginning. So I'm just wondering if anybody's heard from his American well, wife. Uh, or I'm doing this. Someone please bring it up and do was, some research on her. Was right? his American wife Jamie, where are you? involved in it in another way? Maybe was that set up? Well, maybe she, up she wasn't informing also. But you all right, want so, to take a trip to Boston? Huh? I'll take a trip to Boston to find out? Never. Yeah, let's go. He's not going to step in Ohio. I'm not going to step in Boston. You guys are bitches. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, the there was uh, when when pressed if uh, she ever met with if if she is certain Zarnev met with radicals. McPhee says there were reports of Tamerlan going to this radical mosque in Dagestan. He met uh, he had met with this man who was a recruiter for a roadside bombing that killed a number of first responders and civilians. Mahmoud Nadal was reportedly a recruiter for Islamic ter- insurgents in Dagestan. They were looking for this recruiter, she says. The recruiter met with Tamerlan at this mosque, and days later he was tracked at his hideout and killed. So Tamerlan met with this guy, and then two or three days later, this guy's dead. Off the face of the planet. Uh, Nadal was killed by Russian forces on May 19, 2012, while Zarnev was in Dagestan. However, it is unclear if the two men ever, uh, ever actually met. In 2014, the U.S. House Homeland Security Committee put out a report, The Road to Boston, Counterterrorism Challenges and Lessons from the Marathon Bombings. It cites a former Russian investigator who says that Nadal would have never been afraid to merge from hiding to meet with Zarnev. But the report also states that American investigator stationed in Moscow uncovered no evidence of a relationship between Nadal and Zarnev nor did they discover proof that Zarnev had any attempts to join Chechen rebel groups. Uh, Russian investigators, journalists disagree. They told Massachusetts U.S. Uh, uh, Representative William Keating in 2014 that their sources say that Zarnev did try to join Chechen fighters, but he was rejected in part because of his conspiracy, conspicuously Western style. I have info on his wife, by the way, when you're ready. All right, go on. So... Uh, this is, I mean, just this year, a Netflix documentary came out about the Boston bombing. Um, came out back in April. So her name was Carrie, uh, well, Catherine Russell. Russell. That's, that's her name, right? So where is she now? So in ni- she was born in 1989, raised in Rhode Island, attended Suffolk University in Boston, where she met Tamerlan. According to the New York Times, she cr- converted to uh, Islam 
as her husband became more and more religious and dropped out of university in 2010, and they got married and had a kid. Uh, and they had a daughter. On April 15th, they committed the Boston bombing, and in the aftermath, the FBI searched you know, their home looking for DNA samples. Her fingerprints were not found anywhere on the bombs, so they're saying that she had nothing to do with that. Uh, on her computer, they found an Al-Qaeda... Al a magazine from Al-Qaeda. It's like Jihad Today or something like that. And they don't know who... Another terrorist... Like, pamphlets and shit, although they have no idea who downloaded Get your latest this. in suicide bombing wear. Yeah, yeah, they have no idea. Go out in style. Like, they had no oh idea who God. actually downloaded the materials onto her computer. And it was like a shock to her that, that her husband did this. According... <clears throat> to WGBH in 2015, Russell now lives in New Jersey with her daughter. And there's reports from Tamerlan's sister, Alina, that she got married again and had another child. So apparently nothing. Nothing's been heard from her. She's just quietly leading her life with her children. As she should. Um, there's another question of how he got back into the country because he didn't work. So McPhee sees entirely different forces at work. The ticket that allowed him to return to Boston, it was paid in cash, full in cash, which is another huge red flag, red flag that's so not supposed is to happen. So She says someone paid tw a 2,050 euro for this ticket. Now remember, Tamerlan was unemployed. So who paid for the oh ticket? How's it in cash? And a receipt which I have as part of the court record Somebody wanted him out of the country, and they wanted him out fast. Right, but wasn't he a part of, like, the drug world, too? Like, there's that transactions are in cash all the time. You don't mm -hmm. run a credit card when you're buying dope from a drug dealer. I gotta... Yeah, you don't... Hey. Well, not hey, in 20, well, not in 2013. Things have changed. Yeah, I mean, now yeah. we Venmo them. Yeah, like, you Venmo them. Like, you're just like, hey, yo, swipe my card real quick. Like, that don't work How like many that. crackheads are like, here's my card. Just run it through your square. And you're a little... <laughs> wow, okay. Uh, they have. They actually have a picture of the receipt here for the ticket. Oh yeah, look at that. They have a receipt here. Evidence number yeah. twenty-three. Uh, Tamerlan flew from Moscow to JFK International Airport in New York, and then to Boston. He was on multiple terror watch lists. McPhee says Zarnayev should have never been back let back into the country, and yet he was very easily. In 2016, following freedom of information requests from multiple organizations. The Department of Homeland Security released a redacted version of Zonaev's entire immigration file, also known as an A-file. In the file, the Customs and Border uh, Protection record that was created when Tamerlan stepped up to the immigration desk at JFK, this is entire, This is really interesting document, McPhee says, <clears throat> because what it is is every single time we re-enter the country, all of us, you, me, you have a DHS Customs Border Patrol air entry. So, you know, you can do it yourself or you can take the picture at Customs. This is a photo of Tamerlan Zarnayev when he returned on July 17, 2012. Boom, right there. I see it in front of me. Zarnayev stares directly into the camera. His face is round. He has a full beard. His hair is slightly disheveled. His name and date of birth are both correct. He was fingerprinted. Under docs associated with the encounter, one document uh, list is listed as issuing country USA. Wait, wait, wait. When you travel outside of the country, you have to, like, pose for a picture when you're on the way back in? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
I've never heard of this practice ever. Like, no matter what you do, you when to, you're, it, you have to match your your, your passport photo. You have to, if you're going to be on, if you have a passport photo, it's got to be damn near like a driver's license. Right. Like right now, my driver's license has me looking like this. Yeah, yeah I, know, I know. If I, you know, if I go in there with a full beard, they're going to look at it and go, well, you know, could be, maybe, I don't know. So it's, it's a little why strange. It's always, you always have to update your driver's license. Cause when if you're you done, I got, I got a couple interesting, couple interesting cover things here. All right. I, um, I, look, I look young and I have an Afro in my <laughs> license. I look like a delinquent. So I was a link. So the issuing country. They just uh, used my mugshot. The, oh, Jesus Christ. The issuing country was Which one? USA. McPhee says that's his green card, the legal permanent resident card. He did not have a passport. Mm. McPhee says Sarnayev told uh, had told his family that he had lost his uh, Kyrgyzstan-issued passport. He applied for a new Russian passport while in Dagestan, but left Russia without picking it up. U.S. Customs and Border Protection rules explicitly state that legal per- permanent residents are not required to have a passport to re-enter the U.S. They simply need to present their green cards. However... Zarnev had been outside the U.S. for 178 cons- uh, continuous days in a region known for terrorist activity. He was just short of a 180-day absence that would have automatically triggered additional screening. Oh, gee, how fucking convenient that is. Zarnev was also on two terror watch lists. Given these factors and combinations, McPhee says Zarnev should have never been able to breeze through immigration at JFK. Um... Especially in the post 9-11 world. Mm-hmm. Like, I can understand this was like 1995, not 1997. Well, not even. In the 80s, dude. 80s yeah. motherfuckers were just going in here with just whatever. No, no, I get you, but it's that idea My of like. got here literally with the same driver's license. Yeah, it's like, uh, just get on. Come on, everyone off the plane. Come they on, didn't care. Fuel they up. Like, I'm moving on. Nah, That's right. a gun. Let's go. Move it the fuck on. After 9-11, it's like, spread them. But okay, so butthole search. There was more. There was a more mundane explanation in 2011. Russian intelligence services had warned both the FBI and the CIA of their concerns about Zarnayev and his potential travel to Russia. In March 2011, the FBI, through the Boston Joint Terrorism Task Force, opened an investigation into Zarnayev. As part of the investigation, a CBP officer put him in the Tex system one of the government's terror watch lists. In October 2011, after receiving another warning from Russia, the CIA placed Zarnev in a different terror database known as TIDE. Did the system at alert customs and border protection agents when Zarnev flew to Russia in January 2012? Or uh, that was the Republican Senator Chuck Grassley of Iowa wanted to know when then-Secretary of Homeland Security Janet Reno no, I mean, this uh, one's Napolitano. Oh, Jen Napolitano. Yeah. yeah, testified before the Senate Judiciary Committee in April 2013, just days after the Water, get, Watertown shootout. Napolitano. So uh, this, the text database did ping when Zarnev flew out of JFK on January 21st, 2012. His name was put on the list of passengers of concern that was sent to Customs and Border Protection in Boston and New York. There were 22 CB, uh, CBP officers assigned to examine passengers on the list that day at JFK. CBP officers determined to, uh, Zarnev was a low priority compared to other passengers on the list. The reports state that there is no indi- uh, indication that CBP officials uh, at JFK 
well, reviewed the record related to Tamerlan Zarnaev. I have a I have an interesting uh, thought. What if this man was uh, a double agent of less less some sort of say, where where because they're seeing how much of a low concern he is, get, gives it away for why he's able to breeze by these uh, these screenings, and knowing that they were gonna use him for something, and he also knows that they were gonna use him that he was gonna be used for something. Apart from the fact that they knew he was flying into a country that has terror activities. Now, this could have been something where U.S. could have infiltrated him and tried to see what he knew about them to get the squeeze on what's going on in Russia. It's kind of like the same thing what they did with... with All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to be a history teacher here. The, when I'm, I'm listening to you talk... And then I heard your report on on the, on the wife. Okay, we're going to start with the wife. Um, she informed everybody that her husband was abusive, beat her, and was very belligerent. Correct. Violent, I skipped that vi- part of the article, vi- but you're absolutely right. Okay, Lee Oswald was abusive, belligerent, and and smacked his wife down on many many occasions. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Yeah, you think out. back then in the it's, 60s, I'm, I'm that gonna was try, like I'm gonna par try, for the course. I'm going to try to put a parallel between like, the two of them. Dinner's not on the table? This guy gets out of the country and goes over to Russia. Is that it? Yes. Okay. Lee Oswald goes out of Russia. He has no money. Somebody paid for the ticket for Lee Oswald. Okay. Somebody pays for the ticket for this guy. He's out of the country. When Lee Oswald is over in Russia, he gets a job in Minsk at a map-making facility for the Russian... That makes maps for for uh, Russia the Soviet, and the military, the Soviet, Soviet Union and the military. This guy goes over and infiltrates uh, supposed terrorists. Okay, now you just hit the nail on the head with something when you said it could set him up that he's doing something bad because he they know that now they can use him. When Lee Oswald came back to the United States, he came back to the United States, no questions asked. He renounces United States citizenship in Russia. And he told him, I'm going to give them everything I got. All right. Then he decides, you know what? I'm not. Now he, he takes a wife, a Russian wife, Marina Oswald, comes back to the States. Nobody questions it. Breezes through the airport, goes right to Dallas, goes right to. Uh, actually, he went from there. He went to uh, um, NOLA, New Orleans. Okay. No questions asked. Was able to afford things he never could have afforded. He never had a job. He got a job. At the at the school book depository through other people. When was he handing out? When was he handing out uh, flyers of Cuba? Okay, that right there, they, they sheep dipped him. When they when I when they say when they say they sheep dipped somebody, what they're doing is they're setting him up for something. Right now, he was involved with the um, free Castro committee, right? But then he also was. On the other side, he was telling everybody, like, when he had that interview on, on TV with Bring Air, he said, you know, he, he went off the whole, he went off the, the um, he went off on, on, uh, he went off, I can't, I'm trying okay, to think okay. of the word. In other words, he was doing one thing one one way, and then when he got caught handing out free Cuba committee things, it was totally opposite what he was doing. Controversial. Right. So he was doing both sides of the coin. Now, that, that being said, it's not what I'm going to bring up. What I'm going to say is, he comes to the States, no questions asked. Zarnaev comes back to the States, no questions asked. No money, no nothing. 
All right. And then weeks or days later, something, an atrocity happens. Something happened. Now, in Lee Oswald's case, they went looking for for, for a guy to sheep dip him, but they, they started very early on, which seems to be what they were doing with this guy. From if what I'm being told, it. if I believe it. Now, there's too many coincidences right now between this and the Kennedy assassination or the Lee, Lee Oswald thing. For years, they denied that Lee Oswald worked for the CIA. It is now a proven fact that Lee Oswald was a CIA operative. Okay, so it, the only thing we're missing here is the FBI to come yeah. out and say, you know what? Well, he was involved. Well, you're talking, you're talking fucking 50 years later after the JFK thing. That's when they turned around and said he Absolutely. was involved. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. The so only thing we're missing is that. When, when, when everyone's basically the same thing with, with the JFK thing, when everyone's dead and there's no one to sit there and actually, oh, you know, we can prosecute people for this. That's when the truth will start trickling out. Well, we, 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 again, let me get back to what I was saying here. The when they got when Oswald got the job uh, through a guy by the name of uh, George the Mornshield, the guy worked at the school book depository. He got the job there, and two weeks later, the president Good comes stuff. by in an odd shape. He should have went straight, but he made the right and the left on Elm Street. Right. He decided at that point that when the president was shot, he realized, wait a minute, something is wrong. Two days, a day before, he went to a teletype machine and was teletyping his his uh, CIA and, and FBI informant or, or bosses and handlers, saying, "Look, I've just in, I've infiltrated a bombing that's going to happen here or a shooting that's going to happen here to the president." Wasn't the FBI informant named John something? Um, I'm trying to remember the guy's name. It was something John. I I I, I know that. Well, his handler. His yeah. handler. Now. What's to say that they put this kid and the brother to the same thing. in the bombing thing, and then bombs go off, and they're there? And then he realizes, wait a minute, I've been fucked. Well, These guys have now got enough on me to make me look bad. That's well, why Oswald ran. Right, right. But if that's the case, why did the brothers drop off backpacks? You know what I mean? Like they those did the they? Bombs. Did they though? I mean, is there? I mean, do we know for a fact? Now and we have them on surveillance walking around yeah. a backpack one moment and then walking There's away with no backpack. There's actually surveillance of that. All right, now so yeah. what? What if now I'm going to play okay. devil's advocate that's here? When boom. What if? What if those backpacks they were told to, you know, leave them there because they're, you know, we have to. Well, I mean, someone will look, pick it look, up. Listen, someone will pick it up, right? I'm not. I'm not going to say that they didn't have any. Well, again, not have any part of it. I'm thinking that I, I don't know about the younger brother because again the younger brother to me is just one of those things where he just looks like a he just looks like he's on a spectrum to me he, he looks like a Cajun person so like he's gonna no sit offense there to the Cajun people and and you, I'll explain yeah. after that um, but to me the brother I think he did plant he know he knew it was happening <laughs> he didn't I didn't think he knew he was gonna take the fall for it though you're talking the older brother or the, the older brother? brother that's what I, I think sure they, he didn't plan for his younger brother to die either. Yeah, well, I mean, I, he, I he was I mean, killed also, before. The younger brother's still alive, isn't he? Yes. The younger brother's alive. Yeah. They just commuted a sentence from life, um, from death, a death sentence to life and life and no parole. Life with no parole. Because, no parole. Because here's the deal with that. In my opinion, this kid had nothing. To, he didn't know anything about it. He was being told. His brother, he was probably looking up to his brother, and his brother told him, look, we have to do this. My handlers are telling me I have help to do me this. Help get my citizenship Right. In the help me. This is what I got to do to do it. Okay? And so he goes ahead and does it, and they... They know that he's not going to talk because his brother didn't tell him anything. So, you know, why are we going to kill the guy? We still have a boogeyman. There's a, there's a, right. Exactly. Exactly. So well, 
This has got me, a lot of parallels. Let, to let me let me just finish this this little part here. <coughs> so on July seventeenth, twenty twelve, you want to you want to talk to the rest of the class, Mister West? I'm talking about bad bitches right now. Okay, focus, focus, sir. Come on. We're talking about one of the baddest bitches ever. No, what? Explosions. On July seventeenth, twenty twelve, that's an interesting stripper name. Flew back to JFK again. He was not pulled aside at immigration. Senator Lindsey, uh, Lindsey Graham, Republican from South uh, Carolina, asked N- Napolitano why. Uh, that turns out not to be true. The alert had not expired. Zarnev was still on the watch list. All that had changed was how the text database w- alerted border agents, according to a subsequent government report. The initial alert on Zarnev instructed CBP officers to conduct more extensive inspections uh, of Zarnev known as secondary uh, inspection. Whenever he attempted to re-enter the United States, uh, in March 2012, the alert was set to no longer display on the community screens, community, computer screens of border protection agents working at JFK immigration counters. Therefore, July 17, 2012, all Tamerlan Zernayev had to do was hand in the immigration officer his green card, take a picture, and get fingerprinted. And he was back in the United States. There was no secondary inspection. So basically, uh, it was either let in or by some no, 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 no. Listen, listen to the everyone forgot to do their job at no, the airport. Listen to the, in March 2012, the alert uh, that alert was set to no longer display on the computer screens of border protection agents working at JFK, meaning someone set the alerts to not bring up Zarnayev. That's what that's saying. Hmm. Well. And, if he's a part of a program that, that was says, in March and then July he comes in and he doesn't have to he, all he has to do is take a picture and give his green card in yes Sito I got a question what so what exactly is saying that these alerts weren't or they were like deactive or whatever you get the point with the alerts and then now they're not on him anymore you get what I'm trying to say with the alerts on him specifically, like how they were like basically like shut off or. Not- well, no, in March 2012, the the alerts at the, the 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 apparently what it says the alert was set to no longer display on computer screens of border protection agents working at JFK immigration counters. Yeah, but what exactly is giving that? Uh, I'm guessing the the people who are, you know alerting like if something comes up like basically what they're saying is like where does that information come from yeah uh, the, the people controlling it they're controlling I would assume it's some like FBI yeah FBI CIA and stuff like that who's like the coordinator for the airports like here's the FBI list has got to go to the, that list has to go to somebody who's going to hand that out to all the airports email it out and say listen okay. these are the people if they show up on your list fucking flag them and put them in the little waiting room until we get there well listen that list. list went out and then somebody said, hey, there's an asterisk next to this name. Don't worry about him. Let well, him do what the fuck he wants. I'll read this final part, which I believe is explaining it, and then we're going to take our second break, all right? Okay. How is this possible? I don't know. The text database did, in fact, send alerts to the Joint Terrorism Task Force in Boston, specifically the CBP officer who first put Zarnev on the watch list. The 2014 House Homeland Security Report states that it is not clear that this information was shared with others on the Boston Joint Terrorism Task Force. The April so someone, 20 So someone forgot to hit send. The April 2014 report published by the Inspectors General of the Intelligence Community, CIA, Department of Homeland Security, 
and Justice Department goes even further. It says the CBP officer followed normal procedures in communicating with Zarnayev's FBI case officer. He passed along the information about the terror watch list alerts via email, orally, or by pressing a, uh, by passing a sticky note. This is where uh, we are in the war on terror, as uh, terror McPhee says, that the Border Patrol is putting a sticky note on an FBI counterterrorism officer's desk. Give me a break. So this motherfucker wrote it on... He's an alert on a fucking sticky note and then put it on this guy's desk. Possible, yeah. It'll say he'll code yeah. something of an email, too. So this is most likely just... From what I'm understanding is... Sure, it could be the FBI doing it, or it could just be someone was a little too lazy that day. Like gross negligence. Yeah. It's... <laughs> well, I, I'm, I don't know this, if I look, can believe there's, that. Look, there is, there is a I lot. Can't believe that for a minute. There is a lot more to this. Let me just put this to you, gentlemen. Here. Oh my. A lot more, but we're gonna take our second break. We'll be right back. Hey everybody, I'm JC3. And I'm Mr. West. And, and this, this episode, episode is brought, brought to you by Dubby. Made by professionals in the USA, Dubby was formulated to give you focus and energy with no jitters or crash. No jitters. Their formula contains vitamins, amino acids, including the patented Neurofactor. Neurofactor. You know what Dubby doesn't give you? What is that? No calories. No calories. No sugars, no sugars, no fillers, no fillers, and no artificial flavors. When the raw ingredients arrive to their FDA-registered and inspected facility that strictly adheres to GMP guidelines, they undergo a quarantine while a small sample of each ingredient is taken to test for any impurities, while also being tested to ensure that the ingredients are actually what they are supposed to be and have the proper dosage. And once the ingredients pass all the tests, then they're cleared to get mixed into the formula. So head on over to w.gg and use our offer code IsThisRealPC for 10% off your first order. That's D-U-B-B-Y dot G-G and use the code IsThisRealPC for 10% off. They have great flavors such as Galaxy Grenade, Dub Sludge, Pass and Joy Tea, Monkey Madness, and Dragonade. My personal favorite is Dragonade. Dragonade right here. I got Dragonade right here. Delicious. Drink Dubby and be better. These products are not intended to diagnose, cure, or prevent any disease. If you liked this video today please click the like and subscribe button and make sure to hit the notification icon to keep up with all our videos. And welcome back. Now remember everybody our episodes are always presented by W. Go to w.gg punch the code is this real PC all one word for 10% off all your W products. Go get your W. Let's get back into this guys because there's a lot more information here. That it's just, it, it's piecing this thing together. And I think dad had a, maybe all of us. I don't know how everybody else, I know I have. I, I didn't realize there was a lot of this information out about this thing. I didn't, I didn't, yeah. And I think dad had a uh, information gasm when he's connecting these two, this to, to. He came in his pants. You could just say he came in his pants. That's, that's fine. But I, he came hard. Okay. I really didn't want to be next to him when you guys said that, but like, I guess now I have to have that right. on the mind. Bottom of my shoes are sticky, and I'm on the other side of the booth. So, Boston, <laughs> Boston, Massachusetts has a unique experience with the FBI informant. They program. have a unique experience with a lot of things. There is precedent for the government protecting criminal activity of its own informants. Wow. James Whitey Bulger was a murderous criminal mobster. Excuse me. Yes. Wait, wait, wait. Can you repeat his name again? James Whitey, Whitey Bulger. Bulger. <laughs> Hold on. Wait, You're wait, laughing. Wait. This is so Dude. immature. 
You're, he you're, was one ruthless motherfucker. He was, and and I'll be honest, we watched we watched the movie before. I forgot what Black the, Mask. Black Johnny Mask. Depp Johnny Depp plays James Whitey Bulger. He's his eyes barely just moving. The they bulge time. out, don't they? Fucking scary. Scary, but. He was I guess he, you uh, be in, a scary man with a last name like that. In 1975, he began right, cooperating with the government and became a top echelon informant. The so, FBI. G- what? The reason being is because somebody that he grew up with became a member of the FBI. Yeah. So it was like, hey, man, listen, I'll protect you because I'm in the FBI. But if you give me stuff that'll, you know, you let me know what's going on. I'll arrest those guys. So it's like you wash my back. I'll wash yours. And why you took it? Because like Lufa's. It, to him, is like, we're not ratting anybody. We're not being rats. We're, we're doing what we want. Them. We can yeah. do whatever we want, and we're just getting rid of our competition. Our competition. Yeah. Right. So um, the FBI gave the exact same denials about Whitey Bulger for decades, and we all know there was evidence. And I sat through the – this is McPhee saying she said she sat through the Whitey Bulger trial every single day, the summer of Whitey. I was there. I was mean. Uh, I mean, it was st- uh, staggering. Bulger, uh, Bulger murdered people while he was an informant. Yep. The FBI protected him. Yep. In 1995, Bulger was finally indicted, but before he could be arrested, Bulger ran. His FBI ha- handler had tipped him off. Bulger successfully evaded capture for 16 years before he was arrested in June of 2011. Uh, 2011. Mm-hmm. After the attacks of September 11, 2001, law enforcement shifted its focus from the mob to counterterrorism. The new focus also made its way into federal informant programs. After 9-11, there was a huge push to recruit Muslims to inform on other Muslims in mosques. They call it mosque crawling uh, raking. The program was pioneered by the New York City Police Department. McPhee watched the program up close in her work as police bureau chief for the New York Daily News. Uh, She worked for one police plaza for decades. A reference uh, to the New York City uh, headquarters. I know a lot of terrorist uh, interdiction units, uh, and what they did, was, which was genius, was they recruited Muslims who had taken the civil service just to come up, just to come up, become police officers. And they went to the CIA headquarters in Langley, and they were trained just like CIA agents, and the program was wildly successful. One uh, measure of that, of that success, nearly half of uh, nearly half of more than 500% recent federal terrorism convictions came from informant-based cases. So a lot of informants came from... In, uh, a lot of people arrested came from informants from that program. So uh, the use of informants in counterterrorism cases is also highly controversial. Federal informants have been directly involved in several high-profile attempted and successful terror attacks the most speculative of these cases involved david Hendley. in 2010 he pleaded guilty to masterminding the 2008 mumbai attack that killed more than 160 people Hendley is a pakistani american in the mid 90s he was arrested for drug trafficking he became an informant for the dea in exchange for a reduced sentence after 9-11, the DEA turned its attention to counterterrorism and told Headley to gather intelligence on extremists in New York and Pakistan. But Headley did not abandon his own extremist views. He told friends he celebrated Al-Qaeda's attack on New York, which led to the FBI to open the first of several investigations in Headley. 
and they turn around and they they talk about the PBS documentary on him. Uh, the DEA sent uh, the DEA sent Hendley to Pakistan as an American intelligence operative, but off the books, according to U.S. officials who spoke with Frontline. While there, Hendley began training with a Pakistan terrorist group, a fact he did not hide from his family. His wife grew so concerned that she went to the U.S. Embassy in Lahore to report her husband. The FBI made inquiries instead of uh, into Hedley's activities at least six times before the Mumbai attacks. So we have cases of people who are informants still doing extremist activities. It's a thing. Mm-hmm. And the FBI is letting them do it. And the FBI is letting them do it. Why? But that one guy wasn't even under the FBI. Who? The one guy you were just talking about, the Pakistani? He was DEA. Government agencies. It's it's the same thing. DEA. Not really. Government agencies, regardless of the informants, are letting the FBI let Whitey Bulger do it. Yay, let the DEA let Headley do it. These informants are you still. See, they do play different roles, though, because like because yeah. CIA informants are out here creating proxy wars between people. FBI agents are out here creating domestic terrorists and then DEA is just smuggling humans and drugs. So no. there's a big there's a big difference between a lot of that shit. No, I, don't I get understand me wrong, they're that. doing a lot of they're doing a lot of wrong what, shit. What, I I understand. I'm not, and it's I'm, all under the umbrella of the United States government. So I'm, not, I'm not sitting that's here. That's the that's the, the yeah, I'm not, denominator. I'm not I'm not sitting here we saying know. which like uh, it depends on what the, the I'm saying informants who are informants to a government agency that the government knows are the government agencies are protecting these informants regardless of what they're wow. doing. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Okay. That's yeah. what they're saying. I got a question. Yes. I'm sorry for misinterpreting that. Would you consider spies as informants? Yes. Yeah, uh, but spies Spies working... also have to do certain things to do Yeah, but well, there's there's a there's also a, uh as a um there's a, a limit of spies allowed to go before it crosses into a territory where now they are legally liable for their own actions. Well, espionage is a whole. Game well, espionage is a whole thing. Espionage is a whole. It's a whole. It's a whole game no, in my... itself, bro. Like that shit's got to be like sneaky, sneaky. See, yeah. you but... know, I think you got you hit something there, Sita, because when a spy, it's just a different name for for an informant because. They know that if something goes wrong, and they're told from the beginning, if something goes wrong with this plan, we don't know who you are. Right. Well, I mean, okay, the, and that's the same thing with yourself. these informants. There's, there's nobody going to protect you. Yes. You're, you're going there to to save your own skin. Um, not so much to spy, but you, for, if you're doing the government, you know, if you're if you're helping the government out, you're doing it for a reason. You're doing it for a reduced sentence. You're doing it to get off. You're doing something that's, you know. To help yourself, a spy is getting paid a lot of money to do the same it's thing. Their job. But he's also under the, he knows that there is no protection. If somebody finds out who you are, we don't know who you are. You're fucked. Yeah. So that's Boy, what it, you know. Fucked. That's the that's right. it's the difference. A spy but it's is someone who signs familiarity. up for it. An informant yeah. is someone who the, you know the government agency has by the nuts and doesn't want to go to jail. So you're going to do what we want you to do. But. Either way, if what I'm trying to say is that spies also go to great extents, even that may seem as extremists. Like if you go back through World War II stories of American spies in the Nazi party, they do the same thing. So to sit down and just say like, oh yeah, they're letting these informants. My favorite spy. People are also getting hired to do the same exact thing. 
you're right, but at the same time, it it goes into a different aspect of when there's people saying that they're still devout to their whatever they their extremist views. Like this guy Headley, he was still devout to his extremist views, and he did a plot in Mumbai that mm-hmm. killed 160 people. Yeah, I remember that. And then he turned around and basically said, "No, fuck you to the U.S. government," and you know went off and did whatever the fuck he was doing. I think it's... Uh, wh- yeah. It's like, what's what's your interest at? It's like, when you're a spy working for the United States, you're working for the United States. You're not going to take justice into your own hands because then the United States can turn around and prosecute you and say, listen, you didn't follow our orders. You decided... You decided to go home. Technically, what you want. I'm pretty sure spies can do whatever they need to. And that's whatever they need to my favorite spy has to be the one where I don't sorry. They, uh, where they uh, it was uh, fuck was it the was it the prime minister of the UK or something it, the point being is that his his cop his printer broke and they hired a freaking guy to come fix the printer and it was a CIA informant and he put a fucking uh, put a little bug in there so pretty much anytime yeah. files got printed out it would just get faxed over immediately to the U.S. Department. That's, yeah, no, there's, That's my favorite spy so like, far. I don't think a spy working for the United States can turn around and sit there and go, you know what? To keep my cover, I'm going to organize a massive terror activity and blow if up a couple part, hundred people. But if, it, but if it's part... If but you're if, a unless spy, it's sanctioned by the United States first. Well, obvi- well I'm not going to say obviously... Okay. Something with that because if something like that happens, they're going to sit there and they're going. It has to, to be organized through the U.S. government. Exactly. From my, from my opinion, it has to be organized by the right. U.S. government. Like, yo, I'm, nah. up, I'm I'm doing I'm doing this right now to cover my own ass. You're gonna see a lot of riled shit start coming up in the new and and because if it wasn't like unsanctioned, that, I hope if, you guys know that spies most of the time don't have direct contact like that in the United States, right? You know that's not how it works. That if something. You're right. Usually, they they, it takes months on end to get in contact if they're going to do something. By the time it happens, it's already done. But you're going to tell me that if a spy did something like turn around and blew up 160 people, he wouldn't be prosecuted by the United States? Probably not. It depends on the situation. It, yeah, it depends that's, on the situation because the government can sit there and turn around and say, yeah, we know he did that, but we're doing this for a greater... Well, no. If they turn, well, first of all, if they turn around and did... actually fucking finish... Okay, good. go to your point. What I was trying to get to is, would you arrest someone if they're giving you all your information that you need? That's the thing. Would you really want to put a list, a hit out, or arrest them if they're your one-way information? Are you going to blind your own self in that it case? It depends on what that, that the thing that they did is. Like, if US, you're going to turn around, US especially as something as high profile as bombing a fucking city that killed 160 people, yeah, you're not going to turn that. around and be like, well, you know, he was an informant, but we're not going to prosecute his ass. No, I'm not saying don't Because he gave us information. Him, but also, you keep on saying this is the U.S. government and you'll never trust them. This is the U.S. government and if they need information, they need information. They're not going to just prosecute the guy, they're not just going to kill the guy until he's over with. Well, I, I, Boston I, bombing. I, I understand that. But what I'm saying is that that's the point. The point is just just because there there are a U.S. Uh, agencies who are saying that these guys are informants, that this could be leading back to basically what they're saying is that the, the Zarnaev could be a U.S. informant that did exactly this, but the U.S. turned on him 
and said, well, he's the guy just like they did with Oswald. He's the guy. He's the one that did this. Okay. I, and I've heard both you guys talk. The U.S. government is not going to ever, ever, ever implicate themselves. Ever. Okay. Whether it's a spy, whether it's an informant. If they go off rogue and they do something stupid, the United States government is going to track them down, put a bullet in their head, and it's happened many, many times. You don't have to have a trial. You don't want to catch the guy and have a trial because he's got too much to say, too much light on him. If it happens where it's the guy's an informant, the guy knows all of a sudden that, you know what, yeah, you know what, if you survive this task that we give you, okay, and you're not caught, you will get away with it and you will get whatever reward you're looking for. The bottom line is the government is always going to be the winner here, no matter what. They're never going to be accused. Okay. Nothing is they, everything is, there's plausible deniability all over the place. No one can ever say to go back to the government and try. How many times have, has anybody gone back to the government and said, wait a minute, this guy, this guy told me to do it. This guy. You don't have evidence of that. These guys don't have evidence. You're taking these jobs. You're taking a spy job and you're knowing full well that if something goes down, you are responsible. And if it, if it, it goes back to the United States government, you aren't going to survive this. So, I mean, it happens over and over again, but, you know, you believe what you want to believe, but the bottom line is the government will always win and will never be brought up on charges because the people that perpetrate these crimes or whatever are always going to be painted in a bad light and get killed. Oswald got killed. Now, I don't know about Zarnayov, but he's dead. Okay, it goes on and on. And on and the brother and they they brought it up in the court with the brother but they threw it out because yeah, just just now now I know a lot of people will tell you that they believe that these gun or these mass shootings are um, brought on by the government I think it's bullshit but if let's just play a devil's advocate if it is how come the shooters are never caught how come we never have a shooter that is brought to justice? Well, I'm saying we have several that have been caught. Yeah? Yeah. Who? We have the guy from Aurora, Colorado. What did they do to him? He's in prison. What did they do to him? What are you talking about? What did they do to him? He's in prison. Okay. They demonized he's the alive. guy. That's fine. He's demonized. Okay. We caught him, though. Right. And he was also on the spectrum. He was also mm-hmm. wacky. Okay. Okay. I understand. They're all wacky. Like, they're shooting up people. But I'm I saying think, I think... Getting a gun and shooting a massive amount of people automatically equates to not being right in the head. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I'm saying, like, we have caught mass shooters. Mm-hmm. The guy from Colorado, the guy who shot the, the superstar up in it was, oh, sorry, the supermarket, the governor was there or whoever, mm-hmm. down in uh, whatever. Dying, but but my, I have a question for you. Hold on, was, here, here's the biggest thing. We have several. Any of, those, any of those shootings that we have caught the guy for, is there a question about whether those things happen or not. No, no, we know the supermarket thing. Nobody ever. There's nobody that can that sit the there. In Buffalo? Yeah. yeah, nobody's going to tell you that. There's no evidence oh, there's at all. I forgot about that. One. I was talking about the one down in Arizona with the governor. Walk was there? She got shot in the head or face or something like that a couple years ago. Are oh, you talking about? Yeah, I, I know. Was that Arizona about. or was that New Mexico? It was somewhere in the I southwest. Think it was tex- I, think, well, uh, I don't know. It might have been New Mexico. One in Texas, where uh, this guy did some shit where he like shot up a mall or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that too. Was, but I mean, it like, birth- it was a birthday Nobody's party. Nobody's hearing you. It was a birthday party. You hear me? 
the people don't. Yeah, just... My point is like you say, like how can we don't catch these people? We, we've caught a couple of them. So there's a but, lot of them that decide to take themselves but out. My my whole Some thing is go out with, again. I try I, to take the cops and, out. And I kind of, out. in a weird way, I understand what that's saying because most this of this is an episode we're gonna do in a couple weeks anyway. When you when you listen when you see this, most of the guys that we've caught for this, there's no conspiracy theory that happens with those those shootings. There's no conspiracy theory that's out there for the Aurora shooting. There's none at all. No, that's oh, not no, true. Oh, no, there is. There is. There There's is. Conspiracy theories for everything. We mentioned really, it in this the... episode. Like, the guy from Aurora and the guy from, supposedly, from Newtown. Their fathers knew each other. They were both in the part of the CIA. Some, like, was, was involved. So there are conspiracy theories even with the people that we've caught. Okay, let me... Not everyone. The guy, the guy in Aurora was on the spectrum. He is... He's not... How do we say... Now, I'm going to say he's not right, and you're going to say, well, he shot somebody, he's not right, obviously. Okay, but there's mental, there's, uh, yeah, I know the guy. The guy from the guy from Sandy Hook. Believe it happened. Believe it didn't happen. Believe whatever you want. Okay, there there was some question there about this kid, about his mental capacity. But, uh, no, about what was going on with him at the time. Did he do it? How did again? I don't want to bring this up again, but how did a 95 pound guy carry 150 thing, 150 pounds of equipment through a plate glass window and shoot up a whole school? Yeah, All right, with with brand new with brand new stuff that's brought in, brand new uh, equipment that's brought in there, and then there's no there's no pictures of any of any videos of the kids running out of the school. I'll pay anybody a million dollars to give me that fucking photo right now. There's five kids that are coming out of school. The 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 um the police cruisers don't they don't sit there. The, yes, the, yes, the yes. timeline doesn't match up with the, with what's going yes, on. Yes. All right. So again, was it a conspiracy? I don't know. But he never survived it. So the questions are: If he was a conspiracy, nobody said the Colorado was a, the guy who was a, was a conspiracy. Was he used? Yeah, I believe he was used. All right, by his father or the people involved. I do believe there are Manchurian candidates that get so fucking trained and whacked out on whatever they're giving them. The men who stare at goats. Watch the movie. It happens to be true. So again, you can you can again. I'm not I'm not sitting here telling you. Uh, you ever seen the, the movie The Men Who Stare at Goats? No. You gotta watch it because it's a very, very good movie. It's a mental thing, you know. You probably really enjoyed that movie. Um, Fuck! Why is it still light out? Because it's summertime. All right, so I'm gonna go through this uh, part three real quick because it's talking about his A file. So in August 2012, following the six-month trip to Russia, Zarnayev submitted his application for U.S. citizenship. DHS released a heavily redacted version of his entire immigration file also known as the A-File. In February 2016, the following years of freedom of information requests uh, from multiple organizations, uh, they released it. Again, heavily redacted. Documents and routing slips in the file indicate that Zarnayev's naturalization application was processed through CARP. USCIS would not respond to questions pertaining to CARP processing of Zarnayev's naturalization application, saying it does not comment on the internal handling of procedures of specific cases. There are specific officers that are uh, deemed CARP officers and they got they get the uh, they get the file before a person is even interviewed by uh, immigration, says Susan Church. She's a former chair of the New England chapter of the American Immigration Lawyers Association. Yes, she does. Uh, immigration attorneys say those specific trained CARP officers should not have noted Mul- uh, should have noted 
multiple red flags in Zarnaev's naturalization application. For example, his six-month trip to Russia in 2012, Zarnaev reported that on that trip, uh, on his, I'm sorry, he reported that trip on his naturalization form. But back in 2003, Zarnaev was first allowed into the United States as son of an asylum seeker. No asylum seeker should go back to their co own country without raising concern and red flags on, uh, on the part of the U.S. government, says Ellen Keefe, an immigration's attorney in Boston. Keefe says USCIS looks harshly upon such trips. USCIS's position is that if somebody travels abroad back to their home country, it suggests they may no longer be in need of protection in the U.S., USCIS considers such travel of ev as evidence of immigration fraud. People can get deported even if they hold a green card, yet Zarnev's case in his six-month trip to Dagestan appeared to raise no flags at all. A spokesperson for USCIS will not confirm which country Zarnev's family sought asylum from in 2003. Excuse me. <clears throat> The spokesperson said the information was redacted from Zarnaev's A-file due to confidentiality and privacy protections and or due to pending litigation on the case for his brother, D. Tarnaev. Uh, the spokesperson does not directly address Zarnaev's travel to Russia in 2012, but says temporarily or brief travel usually does not affect permanent resident status. In fact, immigration experts tell us that Zarnaev's application was processed with unusual speed. He appeared for his final naturalization interview and civics test in January of 2013, just five months after he began the application process. Absolutely, I would say that's definitely fast for what I believe in this norm, uh, Church says, regarding applicants caught up in CARP process who usually wait longer. I would, have say, I would say in the last five years, they are taking a bare minimum, uh, they are taking at a bare minimum of a year. Uh, I haven't seen anyone gone through in less than a year, and sometimes I've seen them take up to two years. A, spokes a process. Yeah, a spokesperson for the USCIS says all immigration benefits requests are handled in case-by-case -case basis, and individual case processing times vary widely depending on resolution and adject uh, <clears throat> sorry, adjectation of all eligibility factors. Each case, CARP or otherwise, is decided on its own merits according to existing laws, uh, regulations, and USCIS policies, and with a commitment to ensuring national security, public safety, and the integrity of the immigration system. In Zonaev's case, immigration officials did not direct in, uh, did not direct inquiries to counterterrorism agents. They contacted the FBI and the Boston Joint Terrorism Task Force multiple times in October and November of 2012, asking whether Zarnaev was a national security concern. How many times have you heard the ACLU talk about how Muslims are not getting citizenship even if they are here? They don't have a criminal record. They're employed. They're, they've been sponsored by a major company. They just can't get citizenship, she says. But you have an unemployed Muslim who is on multiple terror watch lists who is connected to drug dealers and this guy is a perfect candidate for the FBI is uh, that the FBI is pushing him through it makes no sense it's another one of those most uh, unanswered questions about Zarnaev so is able to 
move about the planet, no questions asked. And get his citizenship in record time. Get his citizenship in record time. Um, in and out of the country. No, he's on all these watch lists. No one looks, everyone looks the other way. Very, very strange shit. So, a little more inconsistencies here. Ready? In April 2014, inspectors, uh, inspectors general of the U.S. intelligence community, the CIA, the Justice Department, the Department of Homeland Security, released an unclassified summary of their report on federal information handling prior to the Boston Marathon bombing. The report concludes that Tarmalin was given his final naturalization interview on January 23rd, 2013. It says no decision. His, uh, it says it says no decision about his citizenship was made at the time because USCIS was waiting for court records related to prior assault and battery charge. In 2009, Zonev had been arrested in Cambridge for slapping his girlfriend. Nice. The charges were dropped. Fuck you, Eric. Uh, the inspectors. <laughs> It's a joke. The Inspector's General report Domestic violence contains cool. the re- remarkable passage. The USCIS officer told the Homeland Security Inspector General that they had court records that they had the court records been processed before January. He would have had no grounds to deny the application. Okay. Uh, however, when Tarnayev's redacted immigration file was released to the public in 2016, the Cambridge court records were in his file, and they uh, they were there when the when an immigration officer gave Tarnayev his final naturalization interview in January 2013. So they're basically saying that they said, that, "Hey, listen, we can't pa- we can't make him a citizen until we get the files from Cambridge because there was a battery assault charge." But this is saying they already had that file. And they, and they basically to... said if if the the if they came before uh, after January, he would have had no problem. But right, they right. already had it. They already had. It. So the firm turned around and was like, "No, we're waiting on it." Makes no fucking sense because they already had it. Um. So yeah. So basically, uh, yeah. In twenty, the DHS confirmed to the Boston Globe that the court records were in the file. So why would the Inspector General of the United States Intelligence Agency, who presumably had access to Zarnayev's complete unredacted immigration file conclude that his criminal court records were not in his application prior to the marathon bombings when in fact they were why would this guy say that because he needs them in the country it's as simple as that like yes I understand you came home you beat you came home you beat your girlfriend the shawarma was cold we're just gonna sweep that under the rug we need to get you in huh what did he say the last time well, the last time it was like very short and like the computer like died out on us. Yeah, yeah, computer off. crash. Yeah, the computer crash. And we were like, "Fuck it, That's we'll right. do it again." Well, we don't have a computer. We're dum dums. But here's another interesting fact, and this will be the last fact I have before we go to our last break, and then we'll end this episode. I know it's been a long episode, guys. I wasn't intending this to be a long episode. I'll be yeah, honest. Yeah, I was uh, thinking it was. I like thought a it was like, yeah, dog. bombs went off. What are you guys doing next week? How about you know, you hey, finish it up right hey, now. Just maybe let's, next time, let's not read through. a full court like court documents. But it, it's you kind of have to. Yeah, you can mishmash it a little bit. There's there. a lot of questions that if you if I sit there and skip through, why are you asking that question? We don't know the information before. That's right. You can't be biased. Exactly. It's not really being biased. You're just skipping past some questions. Yeah. So there are two other documents. Uh, bias is. Why do you guys always have a secondary conversation? <laughs> this is. Hold on. This it's question. It's always you two. No. Wait. 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 
That question is actually the most important question for this season, especially for debates. So you relax. Bias is actually when someone has a deep or maybe has- you have that question later as the host. I'm shutting this conversation down. We'll have it off fucking camera. Okay? So sit there before I shut your mic off and I continue this. No, no, no one ever threatened. Shut that's the good, fuck up. That's a good point. There are two other documents in Tarnayev's immigration file that beg explanation. West, I'll shut your mic off too, bro. You can't fight me, bro. I don't have to fight you. I just have to shut your mic off. I can talk loud. We can. I don't like when mommy and dad. Anywho, are <laughs> one page that uh, on one page contains what looks like the screenshot of computer window written across the top window. Oath ceremony schedule for Tarmalev Zarnayev. The window also contains oath ceremony location, information, and time and date, October 16, 2012, 8 a.m. Zarnayev did not complete a naturalization interview until January 23, 2016. So what is this document that seems to indicate a final oath ceremony was scheduled two months before his interview? A spokesperson for UCIS says this. Part of the system pertains of the, to the most recent or scheduled appointment related to the application. This includes appointments for biometrics collection, an interview, or an oath ceremony. According to the spokesperson, Tarnayev's N-400 was never approved, and someone may have been uh, uh, someone may not be scheduled for an oath ceremony before the application has been adjudicated. Whatever the fuck that word is. Finally, there are two copies of the medical examination form dated July 10th, 2003. The exam was required uh, prior to Zarnayev's first arrival in America on asylum in 2003. The forms are virtually identical. Names, signatures, even the shape of checks, uh, check marks on the stamps. They resemble exact color photocopies of each other, except for one thing. The forms contain two different people. And I'm looking at them right now. Yeah, that's fucking weird. And there's two different fucking people. Yeah, how yeah. Many, how, how many pictures of Oswald were there? Oswald oh, yeah. in Mexico wasn't Oswald. Oswald yeah. was selling car, buying cars wasn't Oswald. You have one that looks like that MO, looks like him. Shit. The second one, it looks like that's a white man. It looks like a deformed version of him. That man has a credit score of seven hundred two, and he doesn't have eyebrows. No, he doesn't. Which scares me a little bit. You know, uh, they're saying on one form the picture of the young uh, Tarmilev Zarnev. On the other, a photograph of a different person. His eyes are different. His eyebrows are lighter. His nose is a different shape. And yet, he's wearing the exact same patterned shirt. Yeah, he is. Uh, in dark color, uh, as Tarneev is. The passport number near the picture of the unidentified person is not redacted. That number matches the one on Tarneev's, uh Kyrgyzstan passport. It's not even a thing where it's like, if you darken the picture up, it kind of looks like him. These are just two completely different dudes. Yeah, By the literally. way, your nuts were tasty. Thank you, Josh. Very, huh? very huh? two different different dudes. It is very hard to get through them. So we're going to take a short little break, and then we're going to end this episode here. These are just some thoughts that are just wild in this case right now. Behind the Boston bombing. But we will get back to you. Th- uh, please come back. Who wants better sex? And who wants better sex starting now? The best way to get started is go to adamandeve.com. Adam and Eve is offering 50% off just any item. But that's not all. When you select your one item, you will also get three bonus items. That includes a gift for him, a special gift for her, and a gift you'll both like. Plus... 
six free movie for your viewing pleasure and free shipping there is discreet shipping as your privacy is priority plus 100 free shipping on your entire order doesn't matter how much you spend or what you buy it will all be packaged and sent discreetly for free don't wait better sex is just one click away that's 50 off one item three free gifts six free movies and free shipping bring more pleasure and satisfaction to your bedroom just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item it could be an adventurous new toy or anything you desire just enter code question at checkout that's question q-u-e-s-t-i-o-n at adamandeve.com this exclusive offer is specific to this podcast only so be sure at checkout you punch in the code question that is q-u-e-s-t-i-o-n at checkout and get your 50% off one item, 10 free gifts, and free shipping. Remember, use code QUESTION. Also remember to listen to Is This Real every Sunday at 8 o'clock with new episodes starting July 16th. Remember, everybody, question everything and put that question at the end of your checkout. AdamandEve.com <laughs> Welcome back to our longest season debut ever. Um, Seriously. Go get your W products. Go to W.GG, punch the code is this real PC and this, for all your W products. I need some fucking W. And this was supposed to be the calmest of any of these episodes. This is why season? we are sponsored by W, so we can we can be awake. Yeah, welcome back to season 40, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All right, all right. There's a lot of information. Would you rather us give very short information than just look I'll like I'll stop the trying to justify it, you fuck. No, I'm, I'm Wrap saying... the show up. Okay, so when I come uninformed, people justify me on that. But if I'm not justify justified... You. I think not, you not did justified. a good job tonight, Joe. But if I come informed, people have a problem with that also. this pretty Asian lady. My God. <laughs> How about you all just oh. fucking blow me? How about that? Okay, so hold on. So how do we sit no, there? Welcome to the last episode of Is This Real? <laughs> Holy shit. So, Italian number one, what did you think of tonight's episode, the information that was here? I just want to cry. I Well, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was very informative. Uh, there's shit here that I didn't know. And, you know, me being the Kennedy guy, and then I'm hearing stuff that going on with this one, it automatically put, you know, it piqued my interest. So, in that aspect, uh, it made me think a little bit tonight, and it's going to make me do a little bit more research as time goes on. Well, because there is a little bit more information, but I'm not going to go into it. They talk about who built the bombs. They talk about how did any of that stuff going on. But obviously, we have to cut this episode short. So, um, you know, we're just getting into this. All right, Sito. A lot of information to take in. I would have to go in and read it myself to see, um, you know, have a different perspective because I know you're reading it the entire time. You know, I could probably have to go in and see what I take from it. Um overall it was interesting uh i was 10 so i'm gonna be honest most of this information brand new but evidence between like you know informants and all that like with the whole immigration part of it i could start seeing where it's holding up holding up as a conspiracy yeah as as his own thing i could definitely see it holding up and being true Especially with, like, even though it could be a mistake with the whole, like, sticky note thing, weird thing, but, um, 
how easy it was to actually, you know, for him to get in and out. The cash thing, like he paid in cash, could be government or it could be just like he was doing already legal stuff. Like he yeah. could have got it. Like, but either way, a lot of evidence is like, yeah, he was a little too free. Too many coincidences. Yeah, coincidences. I'm I'm usually not one to say like, oh yeah, it's coincidence. Ignore it. You can't count coincidences. But this is like stacking up and up and up. So yeah. Uh, West. What he said. Roadblock. (laughs) 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 Joey didn't even attempt to salvage it. He's like, fuck him, next. (laughs) Well, that was a first for me. Just, okay. All right. Um, You have some good points. (laughs) You have some good points. uh, Granted, I walked into like half of. Whatever the fuck he was That's saying. why I don't even question it. Roadblock. Roadblock. <laughs> Go on. Uh, for me specifically, there definitely is a lot of information I didn't know. To be honest, the Boston bombing was just like, oh, there was a bomb going off? I'm like, oh, okay. But then again, we basically come from a generation where we've seen so many fucking atrocities. It's like it doesn't even bother us anymore. Which is kind of sad, to be honest. But it's... It's intriguing because I can see it being possible that this might have been part of the part of the government trying to get something done. I could believe that aspect and using him as an informant because it's really fucked up to sit there and think that the government has the ability to sit there, use people like him or in any other situation and I won't say justify, but kind of like ignore his actions because they're just trying to get the greater evil, which I think sucks, but part of me understands it. And maybe this was one of those situations. And this is definitely a lot of information that I never heard that kind of gears me towards that decision. So the article, all the facts, the plane ticket being bought all that type of stuff being able to get through customs like you know it was a fucking tuesday disneyland or whatever the hell it, it gears it towards it's that to get into yeah i'm gonna say like it's definitely tougher to get into probably disneyland. would have had a harder time getting into disneyland <laughs> than he go. did getting into the united states uh, especially in a post which is crazy world. to really think about yeah that's right? especially like, for this guy but, but that's my that's my whole point for, for this also like like we could sit there and say okay there's people talk and people have conspiracy theories and stuff like that and I'll get to you in just one minute thank you I'm um, gonna ruin it but thank you I, I, it, but for this website that I'm on they are actually citing their information yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And which that, is one I'm sorry to interrupt no, which is one thing that I think out of the past like two seasons this is the one website that you found that had the most amount of cited information mm-hmm so that's why it's more believable for me. Well, that, that's why I, I sat there and did it when I when I did this. Um, and again, you had this this person McPhee, and I don't know who this woman is, but she has cited her facts, and she's sitting there like, "Look, this is factual shit here. These are the paperwork's to prove this what I'm saying." So it, I, I, I it's there's a lot of information I didn't even know about the Boston bombing. But uh, Anthony, get. Like, Ruin this, Anthony. See, to me, this was like this, this was like my first bukkake. I didn't realize how much of it there was. What I'm saying is like there was so much information, I wasn't prepared. 
I really wasn't. Like, I remember just, oh, Boston bombing. They caught the guy. The one guy's dead on the boat. Whatever. We're moving past it. This, all of this, with the older brother being able to go and, you know, basically use the airports of our country as like a revolving door going in and out with nothing, no problems, no nothing. Going to a really hot spot place in the world where we have people constantly looking for 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 terrorists and and inside plots and nefarious things and this guy's just like no i'm gonna go there and come back with nothing that doesn't sit right with me and you're at 100 right dad when you start talking from that aspect and it's like all the things the synapses are connected like this guy is like harvard it's like, it's like uh oswald 2.0 yeah and it's just one of those things where i'm like this doesn't even what we covered tonight is only part of the Boston bombing. Yeah. This is like, the. it's now more of an umbrella, and this is one aspect of it, and there's so much more that we've yet to cover, and we've just been sitting here for 100 minutes hearing this shit. My I'm fascinated Christ, to see what... Huh? Yeah. Yeah, we've been there a I'm while. I'm fascinated to see what else there is, because now I'm like, well, now the story that I had stick. was like... it's. I, face values out the window now now i'm like there's something there's something i found the fuselage frederick now, yeah i just want to break into fucked you, up you just said you know you've seen a lot of atrocities your generation yeah okay great point. you're not alone all right i mean i, I come from I'm, I'm 62 and a half okay i've seen the northwoods document i've seen vietnam i've seen the end of the thing i've seen uh you know Malcolm X get his head blown off, i've seen kennedy getting shot you've seen i've seen Kennedy's bobby get kennedy getting shot you've you know, seen fucking uh, martin luther king martin luther, martin luther king, king, king getting shot. shot so i you know you're right you have seen a lot of atrocities because back in the day we we would have it on the news and that would be you only get it on the news now you get it everywhere and in your generation i'm sure from your your perspective that there's so much more I'll give you this much the school shootings and stuff there's definitely more now than there was when I was a kid and if there was if there was the same back when I was a kid I, I haven't done the research so I don't know but if there was a kid the, the same thing we didn't get the coverage sorry but there wasn't okay. I've done that research I did a paper years ago for college there wasn't there was the amount of school shootings now different than nothing that. to what you grew back then if someone killed someone it was because you know the, the only school money, shooting slept with my wife it was more one-on-one personal right. well killings. the only school shooting the that mass. i i remember is when the guy climbed the clock tower in in texas university and, and shot there was like 68 or something yeah. like that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah in yeah. 68 and i and again i i've also was seen in seven right? i think it was 72 the yeah. the uh olympics you know where the the Jewish people got killed. Munich, the, yeah, Munich. yeah, Munich. So terrorist attack. Yeah, I think every generation has their share of bullshit. Sure, it's just that now it's amped up because of our social media, and it's because covered. of it's covered more widely. Well, it's you know, you got you got twenty four hour cable news on whatever side you're on doesn't matter, but they all use it as a crutch to prove something, and it's just it's crazy. There's that, but I also think that it's because it's closer to home. It's our country that's doing it. Uh, the yeah. schools, like literally, you can look at the rest of the world. There's no mass shootings of schools, movie theaters, uh, gay clubs, uh, mass events, concerts, anywhere else. This is an American problem, and we happen to be growing up in the. Our generation is like we're the front row because we live here. 
that's that's an episode of another. For, I, I have my own reasons for that. The, yeah, uh, I mean, I, but I don't want to. I don't want to go there. Every, every country has their. This is our own problem that we have to fix. Type thing. Like yeah. granted, yes, ours are maybe more. Atrocious traffic problems. We have mass bodies. You know, like uh, Africa has, I don't know, hunger issues. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's uh, things that that's because the world has been dumping on Africa. Yeah, that's that's a whole other fucking story of itself. Right. But like, like literally, every country has its own issues that we have to sit there and and we have to deal with it. But like, to me, at least this, like I said, uh, I'll be honest. There there was a lot more information even I didn't even connect here, and the whole. Uh, JFK connection or the Lee Harvey Oswald connection, at least in our heads. Anybody who's watching and listening to us, you can either sit here and agree or disagree. I mean, to me, that's just the, the closest connection of somebody like this. Now, granted, is it believable? I, I think it is. If the facts are what the facts are, then it's believable. Okay, unless this woman is totally full of shit. Or, I mean, you would. She would have to turn around and say that these documents are full of shit. Exactly. So, to me, if that's if what she has said is legit, then knowing what I know about the Kennedy assassination, I mean, it instantly. I'm watching this, and the first line I read when when they said that that Oswald beat his or this guy beat his wife and and whatever, I'm I went holy shit. It's like punched me right in the face because I I mean. It's like this is you're reading from the script with different people. You had an I was sitting over here. I saw your face. You had like an oh shit moment. Yeah, it was like you sat back like this, like like you just read something. Yeah, I, I yeah. It it was it's it's fucked Go up. Go back and look. You'll catch Joe's face. Yeah. Oh yeah. So uh, so for this season, ladies and gentlemen, we are starting something new. We decided that five episodes out of our ten episodes. Are going to be debate style episodes. <laughs> I'm going to be a moderator, and we're going to debate <laughs> on certain topics in which you could find on our greenhourmedia.org website. Um, and join the debate too. So and yeah, if you have an opinion, please you know talk to us, comment on the YouTube page. It's going to be it's going to be interesting. Let's just put it like this: it's going to be interesting episodes. For what? And it's. I'm very excited to see how this goes and whether we sit there and do more of these in the future or if we turn around and say the podcast is over. It's it's one of those things, you know. Podcast is never going to be It's literally in between, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Please, please don't shoot a gun in here. Um, Desktop. It'll be a (laughs) desktop. But, yeah, so um, please go to all of our social medias. Go to greenhourmedia.org. And you can find our website up there. The website will be live. Well, should be live now when this episode debuts. It will be live, yes. Uh, so please continue to follow us on our YouTube page, Green Arrow Media on YouTube. Again, go buy shirts. We have shirts here. Look at this shirt. Look at my shirt, Giant Space Weed. All these shirts you see here that have our logo on it is on our spread shop. And um, with five. In September, if you're in the New Jersey area, we're going to be at the Ridgewood Arts and Crafts Fair. That's right. Come by, say hello, buy a mug. We're going to have a, uh, what is it called? We're going to have a raffle to buy some shit. To get, raffle off some of our shit that we have. Exclusive. You want a picture with us? Ones of ones. We'll take pictures with you. We'll take pictures. We'll sign autographs. We'll do all that. If anybody wants us I'll to do that, I'll sleep with your mother. No, I mean, if you want to get paid for that, <laughs> hey, listen, man, times are tough out here. Can I film it? Yeah, no, you 
Okay. We I'm, need content, Joe! I'm done with this right now. Is this real? Um, He's had this fucking episode. Okay, so... Uh, I want to feel my asshole again at some point tonight. Again, go to greenarmedia.org. Go to our social medias. Follow us on TikTok. Is this real? PC. PC or is it podcast? PC. PC. Is this real We're PC? up to f- 75,000 followers 75, now. 75,000. 75,000 people follow us. By the time season 10 is done, I want to see 100,000 followers. Yes, so please... Go join us on the TikTok page. Go visit our greenhourmedia.org website and continue listening to us. Everybody Please. say good night. Please join Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night, everybody. Oh, Yatsumi. Yes, please hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube and please follow us and everything. Good night, everybody. We'll catch you next week. Konnichiwa, bitches. It's Ryu West speaking. If you want to find out more about the Is This Real podcast, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash isthisrealpc or on Twitter at isthisrealpc or on Instagram at isthisrealpodcast, all one word.